Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt. And today we discuss the evolving UFO and alien disclosure journey as it is revealed by different alien abductees, military whistleblowers, and many more guests who speak about their real-life experience interacting with the UFO and alien races within Earth and outside of Earth, a requirement to engage with higher dimensional sentient beings of the cosmos is to be of fifth-dimensional aura frequency. The 3D consciousness will not be sufficient to match the frequency of higher dimensional realities with beings resonating at higher consciousness. So to explain what is being discovered, Journey to Truth podcast hosts, Tyler Kiwala and Aaron Kuhn are here to discuss these revelations. So with that, Tyler and Aaron, welcome to Merkava Chakra. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Oh, I... So, so, so happy you guys um, accepted the invitation. Um, I go through and I, I vet everybody who piques my interest. And I really love the angle that you guys are taking your podcast. Um, and it's really getting more and more spiritual in nature. And so um, this falls right in line with advanced Buddhism, which is all we talk about here in Makaba Chakras. So... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> So um, before we get into that juicy journey, please tell us how you got started with your Journey to Truth podcast and also why the focus on UFO disclosures. So Tyler, do you want to start? Sure, I will start. Uh, We got started just because we were, you know, we both went through an awakening. We met at a conference uh, we realized we lived in the same hometown, which we didn't know. We had to find that out in Colorado at a conference. But mm. uh, we ended up meeting up for lunch back at home after that conference. Aaron had the idea for a podcast. I said, sure, why not? Two weeks later, we recorded a phone call with my dad. It was our first episode. And three years later, here we are now. And it blossomed into something we would have never imagined at the time. We had no expectations, no anticipations for what it turned into. Uh, why ufos actually it's not necessarily based around ufos we get that label a lot we started off covering everything alternative health spirituality Mm. 
UFOs, secret space programs, ETs, ETs, yeah. any anything to be quite honest, a, a, anything and everything that went against the mainstream narrative, we were all for. We were all game, and we just wanted to uh, break it down and discuss it as much as possible. And it's kind of just turned into something, uh, this well-oiled machine that kind of runs itself and we just kind of keep it uh, running smoothly. Nice. And Aaron, what about you? What, what brought you into to this besides the synchronicity that brought you two together? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll just give a brief story of my awakening. Um, I, I had my awakening in 2012. Um, before that, I, I grew up very Christian. Um, and in 2012, I had my awakening where I just started questioning everything. I just kind of like this light bulb went off and I, I just realized uh, my beliefs were handed to me. They weren't my own. Everything about my paradigm was not my own. I had never gone on a self journey of truth. You know, <laughs> like it's funny because the name of the podcast uh, fits so perfectly. Um, and then I did. And then I just kind of like, I was just open to everything and I wanted to know everything, you know, like all the, all the rabbit holes about uh, what if aliens exist, you know, what if there's life all over the universe and what if, you know, and um, so I started out kind of with the conspiracy slash ET UFO kind of stuff. And then I started getting the spiritual knowledge as I went and growing it spiritually as well. Even though I already had the spiritual foundation from my religion, I kind of like, grew even more with it and then um spent five years and isolated. like i had no one in my life at all that was on that wavelength <laughs> at all i had like my christian friends and christian family and then i had my like atheist uh bandmates and some other friends that were it was like one or the other you know oh one you play in a band and what what is what instrument do you play are you the singer or guitar 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 a bass yeah electric guitar electric oh okay oh tyler too tyler used to play in yeah, bands we both, as well we both used to play electric guitar yeah. in a band so it's interesting but we didn't know each other back yeah then. yeah <laughs> oh but, well, um but yeah so that's, I, that's I, one of the episodes you guys have to do is is maybe yeah, rock yeah, out right. during the truth make a <laughs> right make a theme yeah. song or something yeah, yeah we need cool. to we still need to like jam we have we like hardly even jam together at all we still yeah. need to do that but uh all that to say 2017 so five years later i started going to conferences and then 2018 i met tyler at the conference that he just mentioned in colorado and um by then i had started i had like already met some people in the community and kind of made some connections even though i wasn't trying to network it's just kind of what happened from me getting involved in the community and um so when we started the podcast i had i had a, a list of like people that i wanted i was like oh i could totally get these people on you know as guests and he had a few and then we just messaged everyone and i think everyone we messaged and just agreed to do it because mm -hmm. they knew us and they were excited about it and uh it just kind of like you said it's just been like a well-oiled machine that just like it's like we jumped into a river and the universe just like took us and it's been going ever since it's right not once has it been amazing. not once has it been forced yeah yeah oh. zero forcing at all it's almost like it's almost like we fell into it right it, like we stumbled into this right. well i feel like that's how you know you're yeah. on the right path in a certain area of your life mm -hmm. in any area you don't force it it just kind of flows 
Yeah. And you nailed it on the head too with you what you said about you realize all your beliefs were handed to you and they weren't yeah. your own. Yeah. And that's basically the main message that the overall sums it up. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what people are realizing right now. Like, wait, everything I've been told is that a lie? Is that real? And then you start asking yourself the questions like mm -hmm. you did. So how do I know what's truth and what's what's real? And right. Like, yeah. That's why they call it a, a journey or in Buddhism, they call it a sojourn. Right. And, yes. and I love that you guys, you know, you guys exhibit synchronicities and following those cues and synchronicities that the universe, that your, your, your spirit guides, angels, whatever you want to call these, those beings are subtly handing to you. So it's, it's like you fall into it, but it's almost like it's also pre-life plan. And if right. you follow the plan that you charted for yourself, it would feel so seamless. Right. So I love well, that. Now, podcasting levels the playing field for sources of information in a variety of topics. So um, one of the most important things as a podcaster is to vet for content integrity. So how do you guys vet your guests? Oh, that's a good, good one. That's a good one. Uh, a lot of the people we already know, we followed, we listened to, we trust their information. So we don't, there's not really a vetting process. So that was the vetting process. Right. You know, we've already been following them. But, yeah. but then there's new people that reach out and have information and there's these incredible stories they want to share. Mm -hmm. uh, the vetting process is, you know, it's about knowing yourself and knowing how to feel into what's true or what's not. And sometimes somebody's just sharing their story and mm -hmm. you really don't, there's no way to prove it one way or the other. As long as there's not major red flags in the story or in something they say, or because that does happen from time to time where, you know, there's right. certain things it's like a major red flag, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, there's certain, definitely red flags, but for the most part, but yeah, we like to that. just give somebody the benefit of the doubt give them a stage a and platform a to platform to tell speak, their story speak their truth and tell their story and uh, uh but there's definitely well, we'll check out like their stuff usually like somebody messages us and if we've never heard of them or don't know who they are but we like what they've said like in their story or whatever um we'll we'll if they have a youtube channel or they have whatever we'll go check it out and then if we like that and we reach then out. we'll yeah. be like, okay, yeah, you, you, you know, you sound awesome. Let's do this. Or, and then there's always the phone call, the conversation prior, get to know yeah, the person because sometimes you can, they can make it sound as fancy as they want on paper, but when you talk to them, it's a different story. Uh, so there's, it's different for everybody. And it's mainly about just knowing yourself enough to know what is true and what's not. And, and we, we both know, collectively what we want to put out and who would be a good mm -hmm. fit so mm -hmm. it's kind of just it kind of runs itself in that way yeah yeah there is definitely an art to to podcasting and vetting is an integral part but it, the vetting process is not 100 percent perfect so no. you know sometimes it's just a matter of pre of doing the best due diligence that you can and then present the information without judgment and without um absolutely picking picking a side and just yeah. letting the audience decide for themselves what resonates. So that's always uh, my best practice. But, you know, there is a fine line between being gullible and open-minded. So what right. recommendations do both of you guys have for the audience in terms of measuring content integrity for the audience? Well, like I said, know yourself. 
That's the biggest thing, uh, because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are, if you haven't gone down that path of self-discovery, it, it's very easily for someone to manipulate you or wow you or enamor you with this, these bells and whistles with their information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you know yourself and you know what truth and deception feels like when you hear it, because your body reacts to it. Mm-hmm. So that's the feeling that you need to learn how to recognize within yourself and once you know what that feels like you can get, use that as a gauge for everything you listen to even when you read a book you know what a truth feels like and what a lie feels like your body has a physical reaction yeah. so if you know yourself that's the best way to go out there and when you're listening to anybody and definitely don't give your power away you just mm. said, don't give yeah. your power away. Bing, bing, bing. Um, yeah. Bing, bing, bing. The celebrity status, bing, bing. putting people on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't worship somebody. Uh, it's are they trying to make themselves into put themselves on the pedestal and like listen almost to, to be worshipped? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And only listen to me and making themselves and like you can just it's like narcissism. Self-appointed you know? experts. Stay away from yeah. the self-appointed Self, experts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they pretend like they have all the answers 100% of, you know, they're never wrong, all the answers. There's some certain red flags. Um, only get your information from me. You'll, you'll see them demonizing and attacking other people in their field constantly, uh, telling you not to follow certain people because they're bad. Yeah. Just take my word for it, you know, rather than just preaching discernment. And letting people decide on their own who to follow <laughs> yes. and what to, you know, they're, they're, they're actually telling you who to follow, who not to follow. You know, that's a big red Those flag. Are, yeah. Red flags and all. Um, yeah. Discernment is this... a big life lesson. Discernment mm-hmm. and boundaries is a big life lesson in Buddhism. And you guys just hit it right on the mark there. So I'm really glad to hear that you, well, that you have that down. Yeah. And I think you, and you said it too, it's a lesson. So even if you are following somebody who might end up, being a shill or fraud or maybe their information wasn't accurate but they were a good intention and you realize or maybe you've been duped there's a lesson in that for everyone who was mm-hmm. listening to that person and that's their own path so that's another reason why you don't sit here and tell somebody who and what to listen to because they might need to listen to that person to learn a lesson that they came here to learn and maybe that's the higher perspective or their higher self putting them on that path to learn that lesson and maybe it's all in place for a reason and we shouldn't be trying to control the narrative and steer people a certain direction because that's exactly what the cabal does and that's what we're trying to escape from yeah right 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 and you know and the thing about the the extra sentient sentient being narrative et ufo all that kind of stuff is is the putting them on a pedestal Right. Um, and, you know, so you move from putting your guru or your teacher on a pedestal to putting them on a pedestal or putting the person who has the information on a pedestal. And um, and that is a lesson in and of itself of owning your own creation. And in Buddhism, the, the, the Buddhists will say a teacher teaches and lets go and learns from the student. And when the student can teach the teacher and the mm-hmm. teacher learns something, that is that is a complete journey yeah. for that aspect of the lesson. So um, always look for the, 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 those nuggets of gold. And then when you're well enough to teach it, teach it because your teacher will not be around 
Right. Mm. Teaching you. They don't want to teach you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They really don't. They want to also enjoy um, their creation as well. And they want you to teach and share it and, and so forth. So um, right. that's, mm. those are really good premises to begin with. So um, based on Buddhist folklores. Okay. So I grew up with um, and with many monks and nuns who muse themselves with these Buddhist folklores. So here's what I know of the star seed um, toku folklore. And toku is a Buddhist word for basically any soul that uh, that has reincarnated from a previous quote unquote alien existence. Because okay. Earth is not the only place, and this is not the only dimension. This is not the only reality. There's plenty within samsara, right. within existence. So, right. um, mm-hmm. so we just wrap it all in, as toku. But the 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 common popular term is star seed. So the toku folklore goes like this. Okay, a long time ago, blue people, among other races, sought refuge on Earth for a variety of reasons: exploration and also as political asylums from a galactic war. The most prominent spiritual civilization they created was Mu or Lemuria. Natural catastrophes and a neighboring civilization who lost their spiritual connection warred with the Lemurians. Since then, humanity has many starts and stops due to lost wisdom catastrophes and warring tribes for resources out of greed and ego are humanity's evolutionary challenges. Now these psyops continue today to keep humanity distracted and stay at lower dimensions of reality. Now the solution that is proposed is a spiritual awakening to the realization that God is in all sentient beings within samsara all sentient beings have dominion over physical reality via our consciousness. And lastly, that all existence in all realms, dimensions, and parallel realities now and in the future are interconnected and affect one another, which tells us that samsara existence is a game for the soul's sojourn or journey. Also, our true home is in nirvana with god so regardless if your soul exists in nirvana or in existence of samsara or both we all are directly connected to god due to the fact that we exist at all so therefore it comes down to individual free will how do you want to exist so that's the folklore that's the premise of ancient advanced buddhism so now from all your disclosure interviews so far, which are fascinating, I'm very amused by them. Hmm, uh, can you please summarize what you've learned is going on with humanity and our reality? So uh, Tyler, you want to start? What did you learn so far? Um, I learned that nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> and that's actually <laughs> And that's yeah. that's true. I mean, we're really, for the most part, people are going through the motions of life, but no one really knows why they're here or what they're doing or what their if what their, their purpose, purpose is. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's where you start. And then once you realize, once you start asking those questions, then you have to 
that's when you go down that path of self-discovery, like I always talk about, but I don't know, Aaron, do you, do you want to take this? Uh, yeah. What do you, because we are learning more and more every day. Right. So yeah. What well, are I, you learning also, so far? I also learned that anything is possible. Like yeah. there's so much out there. Yeah. That the universe it, is so much multiverse is so much bigger than uh, most people on the planet realize more way more than we're taught <laughs> what we're taught is almost all a lie in fact from all the institutions um and uh it's all about um there's no such thing as an external power outside of you or an external savior outside of you you are it and we are all sorts we are all sorts experiencing itself um god you could whatever term you want to use the universe um and it's all about going on your own. Therefore, the only thing it could be about is going on your own journey of self-discovery and growth and um, having experiences. And, and um, it's really, it's more like remembering. It's almost like we're in a state of forgetfulness in this third dimension where we, there's like this veil, you know, and we deep, deep down our true self and our soul, you know, our higher self knows all this stuff, but our 3d conscious mind doesn't have access to that. So we're in this like false reality matrix where we think I'm this little me, like David Icke always talks about this little me and that's who you think you are. And that's not who you are at all. This is just a temporary experience that the real you is having. So it's about waking up ultimately to that and realizing you're infinitely powerful <laughs> really. Right. And uh, you can, you can, you know, Right. You can do and create whatever you want um, outside of like hurting others. And that, that's where karma comes in and where, you know, because we're all one ultimately. So really you're just hurting yourself if you're, I, if you're uh, hurting yeah. people, other people. And uh, you nailed it. And another thing I think that I've learned is that I had no idea of how many of the possibilities of multiple versions of yourself existing simultaneously mm. in parallel realities, lifetimes, universes, whatever it may be, because we have, like, if you have sessions or information comes through downloads or whatever, you get information about yourself or things that you're doing in the, on the astral plane in another life, a past life. But if everything is, if time doesn't exist, everything's happening in the now which means there would have to be multiple versions of yourself living out all of these lives, these parallel lives at the same time. And some people have memories of that and there's bleed through. Mm -hmm. And that's how they discovered that they may have been involved in some sort of program. And I started, you know, at first I thought it was all just kind of black and white, this cookie cutter thing. And then it, at some point you just have to be like, wow, like literally anything is possible. We mm -hmm. could be living so many different versions of ourselves on different planets and a parallel dimension, a reality right next to ours. Yeah. That's just slightly different. It's almost, it's hard to wrap your mind around, but at the same mm -hmm. time, I think you have to be open-minded to that concept. Do you have Tyler, uh, do you have your own personal experience on um, reality shifting and changing in front of you from the last time you engaged with it? Oh man, are you talking about like some sort of a Mandela effect? Yeah, yeah. Type of thing? That's the common term for parallel realities right now. But yeah, I've, I yeah. mean, I have experienced that. There's one. Can you major... tell? Yeah, tell me, tell me the one major one. Um, that was I was 
I used to be in construction. I was working downtown St. Louis. We were building a hotel, turning an old shoe factory into a hotel. I would walk down the street to this little convenience shop every day during our break, and I would get a snack. Uh, That's just what I did. And I walked in one day, and I noticed all these flags hanging up, hanging up in the ceiling. And like, how did I never notice those before? I'm like, they must have just put them up. Then I looked closer, and there was cobwebs all over them. They looked like they've been up there for years. And when I was checking out, I asked the guy, I was like, how long have these flags been here? He goes, you know, I was wondering the same thing. He's like, oh, and the guy worked there. Yeah, the guy worked. He there. just noticed this. Yeah, he just noticed it, too. He goes, I was just thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, so I'm not crazy. He goes, no, man, I looked up and I was like, Where, when did those when did they put those there? And I was like, and then we and had they've this, always been there, yeah, but they've always been there, supposedly. Yeah. It was the trippiest thing because it wasn't just me. This other stranger corroborated what I was experiencing and he was experiencing the same thing and he worked there. So what happened? What type of reality, dimensional shift, time anomaly, whatever it was, Mandela effect, mm-hmm. something happened. I, you know. Yeah, we've well, I've heard it's because the timelines are merging together right now. So we're getting bleed through from parallel timelines were something slightly different and then it's changing things right Whereas right we so, experienced a different timeline but now it's always been that way because it's a t- it's a different timeline that like yeah because your consciousness your consciousness like jumped into another version of yourself that exists in this yeah kind of that has those flags that's always been there um and right. everybody you talk to except for that gentleman um, it will be like, no, it's always been like that. Yeah, you, you always, you get that too? You some get people that? from that timeline remember it always being there and then you'll be, yeah. yeah and that's right. where the big, the, uh, you know, all the popular Mandela effects like the Baron Stain yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a million of them, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of people remember it differently, but then you'll yeah. talk to some people that remember it the way it's always been like my mom, for example, I talked to her about the Berenstein, Berenstain. She she says, no, it's always been stain. <laughs> no. So in her, she's from that timeline. And I'm like, no, I know for a fact, I, I had tons of those books as a kid. It's It was always E-I-N. So uh, let me ask you so. this about that. So um, so that's your, that's your experience of knowing that you shifted to another physical version of reality was the berenstein the, the common that's, well, that's just one there's a there's like do you have any personal ton. ones of your of your own aaron um i don't not that i can think of not that i well, can remember um so, so like so the the common logo changes and and all that can that kind or, of stuff or none that i've at least been confident enough that it wasn't it's not just my memory you know so it mm-hmm. could have been but i i I wasn't like, you know, I know for a fact, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just. Well, and that's the thing. Some of these things, like how close were we paying attention to them in the first mm-hmm, place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't know, know which, you don't know what's going to change next. You don't right. know what's going to change next. Yeah. Have yeah. you, have, you know, exactly. pe- because we're so, we, we are also, we are connected to source God, the universe within us and in, in and of each other, but we also are fractal expressions because there needs to be some, um, some differences because source wants to experience all aspects of itself. So there's going to be some individual, there's going to be some individuality, which because we have free will makes us unique as a species. Have you ever tried to reverse engineer reality to try to figure out what, what are the elements that changes from one version to another? 
No. With, no. Okay. <laughs> have you ever thought? Have you ever thought like, what did I do recently that I changed my opinion, or I had some closure or healing, or thought differently about something that all of a sudden, the next time, the next moment you exist, the elements in the reality physically change. Right. Have you ever thought about that? I, I guess I have. I've never. I wouldn't coin it as reverse engineering reality, but I have thought I've definitely think about that stuff all the time because you notice you start reacting differently in certain situations or something might appear different. You know, the trees look different, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, I've definitely sat with that and thought about it, but I, I, not, not long enough to give you a well-rounded answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it is, it is mind blowing. That's why the best thing is just to experience just experience the journey because if you try to wrap your mind around all of it, 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 it is convoluted. Um, right. You know, everybody's essence, everybody's uh, Merkaba aura field, their, their soul essence is unique and different. And we each have just like DNA um, is, is separate. We have different fingerprints. We also have different energy signatures. And so in this lifetime, Aaron, you look like that. Tyler, you look like that, but your soul essence is a unique signature. So let's say we hypothetically make first contact and um, in another lifetime and Aaron comes back as an alien being. It's the same soul in a different avatar. Will you recognize Mm -hmm. him, Tyler? Probably. I think that happens all the time. Even when we meet people at conferences or wherever it is out in public, wherever you go, you you see somebody. There's always that one person that you meet where it's just you you know you know them, mm-hmm. and they know they know you, mm-hmm. but you don't know how. There's the soul recognition that's always going to be there, and you don't recognize their physical body because you might have known them in a past life in a diff- different avatar. Mm-hmm. I definitely think you would recognize the soul. Yeah. I just had that happen actually. Really? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Tell us about it. I love these stories. Tell us uh, about, it. about a month and a half ago, I was at a conference to Mount Shasta and uh, I met a girl there who we both just inst- had like an instant soul recognition. Like we, it was just like, it was powerful. And it was, inst- we were just like, we both just knew each other. You know, it was like, we had known each other for lifetimes like yeah, yeah for like forever uh and now we're romantically involved and it's like it's oh, okay now did you have like some kind of glimpse twins. of what she looked like before or what what if it was a woman before a man before did you have any some people have glimpses did you get any oh, kind really? of glimpses no 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 it's pure to me it's pure just feeling like i it's hard to describe other than feeling like it's just a, it's like a deep strong feeling of recognition and love uh there between both of and we both had that and it was just like we were there's like magnets of like oh, i just knocked it That's all right. uh it was like we were like two magnets um at that conference uh really and there's yeah. all these people but all you can see was each other yeah and we were just room. like yeah like we just were you know so powerfully drawn to each other and um it's been like that ever since yeah wow so um <laughs> It's pretty that's, amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That is really, really cool. Now, um, have you done have you since you guys are on this journey? Have you guys I mean, you obviously recognize that you have existed before this incarnation in different lives um, with different people in your soul group and you and you meet different people in your soul group 
as you go on, they like certain times they'll come into the picture of of your story. Right. So um, mm-hmm. we recognize that we change avatars lifetime after lifetime. What about changing avatars from dimension to dimension, from galaxy to galaxy, you know, into the alien stuff? So um, in your disclosure episodes when you talk to these different guests do you get information of them recognizing soul groups in different planet systems and different dimensions i mean how vast does this soul group extend have you gotten to those conversations yet well somewhat as far as like different avatars you know we hear about like anyone who claims that they're in a space program or something they usually don't look like themselves here on earth sometimes they might but they're like in this different version of themselves that's slightly different sometimes it could even be a, the opposite sex so mm. and people have those memories of even past lives that they know they were a male or a female or the opposite mm-hmm. or whatever so we have those conversations a lot um as far as the soul family thing goes i, f- I think a lot of people who who are in these programs uh are to are paired together because of their soul connection and they work they work better together as a team that way so then they're paired together and these programs are this alternate reality and then they're they have that recognition here so when they meet each Mm -hmm. other they're like i remember you from this program or this mission or whatever the case it may be and so that happens a lot Mm -hmm. That, that definitely happens a lot um I don't know if that answers your question properly, but it does. But it does, soul... Aaron. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I know um, soul groups tend to like uh, incarnate together lifetime after lifetime. Right. And I've, I've heard a lot about that where like you'll, your family in this life, um, who, who's ever your mother and your father or your, your uh, spouse, or your partner or whatever, um, they could have had a different role. Like one could, you know, you know, been something else, but still close, some, something close to you in a, in a past, past lives and, and our friends. And um, it's almost like there's these, uh, there's these little soul groups that uh, we're a part of that. It's like, we all keep reincarnating over and over, helping each other learn lessons and grow and, and, right. And uh, it could go all the way back to Atlantean times. Like we might have yeah, we probably farther, all know. did other fight in the Orion Wars together. Other races and right. planets, you know, I'm sure depending on how old of, uh, old of the soul you are, you know. Um, right. Right. So like, like Aaron, you're a Pleiadian in another lifetime. And Tyler, what were you? Orion or something? Or I mean, <laughs> Therian or who what? Knows? You know, all, all of the above. I mean, I've, we've, I've been told Pleiadian and Arcturian. Um, so I'm sure those are true, but I'm sure we've all been multiple right. things, you know. So, so let me multiple. ask. We are multiple. So let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask you this, because again, to advanced concepts of reincarnation here, which one of my favorite topics in Buddhism is reincarnation and pre-life planning. Um, mm-hmm. But so let's say you two have um, been different races, different species, and different galaxies, et cetera. And now you have reincarnated here on Earth at this time as humans, what you w- we would call starseeds or toku, advanced ancient alien souls reincarnating as humans for the human experience for whatever the intended purpose of the soul's journey is. 
Um, how would you, what is your recommendation for uh, like if, because there are people who are making connections with sentient beings through meditation, through astral travel, through, you know, a, a variety of different modalities. Um, what's your recommendation for meeting these different versions of ourselves? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I because because we talked earlier about not trying to amplify and put things on a pedestal because they're all the same. Which well, is first of all, changing treat everyone, costumes. Treat yeah. everyone like it's you in another body or it's an equal. So don't put these mm. ETs or any anyone on a pedestal. And that's a problem that a lot of people have, I guess, or mistake they make is that uh, some people are so anxious and they're so greedy for contact that when they get it, they, they never stop to question it. And they immediately put this external source give this being power away they give their yeah. they, they even though they don't think they are mm -hmm. they're still giving their power away because they're seeking answers from this person now instead of themselves which is okay to do but don't don't rely on that and then make sure like there's right now we're in the age of deception trickster energy make sure that you're you know who you're know yourself enough to know when you contact somebody to ask the questions, you know, is this somebody of delight? Mm -hmm. Are they not? Make sure that they are who they say they are, because these groups can appear however they want. They can put the bells and whistles on and trick you into thinking there's somebody they're not and give you false information that then, that now you're going to relay to your audience and muddy the waters and confuse the hell out of people. And I feel like that happens a lot more than we might think. Yeah. And I think that's why everything is so confusing. That's why everything's such a mess. That's why there's so much fighting. Nothing matches up because there's energies out there, entities out there mm -hmm. working through people, giving them this information and might be true to them because they're trying to push an agenda. Mm -hmm. And it's it gets very confusing, but you just need to know whenever you're trying to communicate or make contact, Make sure you're doing it responsibly and don't just haphazardly jump into it, get super excited because you heard a voice and then start sharing that information without ever questioning it because uh, you could be uh, not doing yourself any favors. say duality doesn't end on this planet and in 3D. <laughs> Absolutely. And just what's the saying? Uh, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're enlightened. Right. Just because you're an ET doesn't mean you're benevolent or enlightened. Right. Uh, there is there is both serves to self and serve to others beings other than even just humans. You know, it's just right. Like that, so and you can't right. escape all throughout the universe. And so. you can't escape karma through death either. No. Like that's mm -hmm. there's no. no escaping. Death is not a solution to we anything. didn't come here to escape to 5D because mm -hmm. we were living those 5D lives and those versions of ourselves. We came here for the human experience, which from my understanding is so unique. There's things here that you can't do anywhere else. And like some what? Uh, just well, what what like Max Spears calls pleasures pleasures of the flesh oh, yeah. uh, are certain like foods and certain things. And just since we're, I guess we have this free will, right? Our disillusion of free will. Sometimes uh, there are things here. They might be toxic and they might not be good for you at all. But they're experiences that people actually incarnate here to have and enjoy. And some of these elites, unfortunately they thrive off of the pleasures of the flesh, which actually have nothing to do with your soul's evolution. They're mm -hmm. here to essentially party. I mean, 
it's not actually a party, but they're here for selfish reasons. But there's things that you can do here that apparently you can't do. And a lot of other ETs, they claim that their planet might actually be what we consider boring because they it's just so mundane, like they might not have emotions or some are fascinated with our ability to create art and music and they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And we hear even certain whistleblowers and insiders talk about like some of our art and some of our music is actually bartered and traded off planet to other. It's very sought after mm. and by other ET races. Mm-hmm. There's things that the human can do that even a more advanced being can't do. They might be more intelligent, more advanced, have these abilities, but there's something lacking with that creative and emotional uh, du- duel mm. that just... According to Alex Collier, human beings are genetic royalty. We're considered genetic royalty throughout the, yeah. the universe am- because we have in so amnesia. many... Yeah, yeah. So we have, uh, some people say 22 different ET genetics and that's, the number varies, but it's a lot. And, it, and apparently because of that, we're, that's extremely unique in the universe to have that many different races, genetics in one being in one race. Um, and because of that, we have like, right now we're very dumbed down. Unfortunately we have, you know, what they call junk DNA. That's actually not junk at all. That's just deactivated. Once that gets activated, we're going to have abilities, you know, we're going to start having, and many of us already do to a certain degree to different levels. Uh, but we, the potential we have within our DNA and our genetics is like insane apparently. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're special. And it's, and again, it's not, we're not better than any other races. No race is better. No one's better or worse. It's not about that, but there is uniqueness and there is, you know, things like that, that, you know, yeah, we are unique and special in that way and very coveted and, and, uh, they're also impressed. You know, with, they're also impressed with our ability to adapt and even, yeah. even survive because yeah. we, to them they can't even come here because because our atmosphere is literally poisoned Mm -hmm. the air is poisoned the water is poisoned the food is poisoned Uh, everywhere you turn what we're putting in our body is actually it's it's considered poison Mm -hmm. and the fact that we can adapt and not only adapt but thrive and still live a life is mind-blowing they're blown away they're blown away by that and that's why our genetics are actually sought after also because even though we've been poisoned, they don't even realize they're creating like the ultimate mm-hmm. superhero. Like they, yeah. that just can withstand anything. We're extremely resilient. We can in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I love those. I love uh, those answers that you guys gave because you guys touched on two essential um, elements in advanced Buddhism that not many people get quite yet. The thing is that um, there is a dual nature to existence. It needs to be up, down, right, left, all that kind of stuff. It's an aspect of of how existence is created, samsara. Um, and when source blew out itself to experience itself in a multifaceted ways, there's the unity. You're all un- you're all unified, anyways. But there's because you're within the consciousness of source but there's the uh, uniformity and then there's the individuality so that has to and exist an individual expression as well and right. humans is an example of an individual expression it has to exist that always Absolutely. has been opposite at the same time because of individuality we have what they call an ego and yeah. um and because we are a relatively um 
I don't know if it's the word is young race, but in in the cosmos, it's still mm. being refined and perfected. Primitive. Balance. Yeah. Balance. Ba- I'm not sure if it's the word primitive, but it's definitely involving um, experience for consciousness, for souls to experience. And balance is one of the things that is always taught in Buddhism. Balance, 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 because you're out of balance and you you um you can you can steer away from kind of where you need to be but individuality and ego is very unique um the other thing is um creativity it because of individuality and that ego um if you have a balance and you have a a good grasp of it creativity is spirit express that's what it is yes it's spirit express you when you're creative you're not thinking about anything you're actually in a meditative state and you're connecting to source consciousness your brain waves go in gamma you're very healing transcendental etc all the wonderful words but that's why when when you're making music or when you're podcasting or when you're writing a book when you're doing something that you love and you're tapping into that um that eternal energy of source of spirit and you're, you're you're bringing spirit forward and then you're expressing it in what you create so right, creativity yeah. is spirit express and i love um the way you guys explain two fundamental aspects in buddhism and sometimes i be creative nice. and also be individual and, and yeah. some, sometimes i think that that creativity which is also very meditative is actually can be more effective than meditation like mm-hmm. the meditation that we imagine in the low disposition and the, you know, the perfect posture and all that stuff, there is a place for that. And calming your mind is crucial, but sometimes that doesn't work for everybody. And so if you pursue that passion or that creative art, that music, whatever it is, uh, you're like, you said, you're connecting the source and you're, it's more meditative and more healing for you mm-hmm. than these modalities that are just seem to get pushed on us in this realm of spirituality right it's kind of like the Mm -hmm. new age stuff like there's all these it becomes like another religion if you don't if you're not careful and if you don't know Mm -hmm. what you're doing so it there's no what i'm trying to say is there's no right or wrong way to do any of this stuff like do what works for you Mm -hmm. and just because somebody's out there preaching you have to meditate every day or you're not gonna ascend or whatever it is that's bullshit like you can find your own way to meditate and whether whether that's going in nature building something drawing a picture writing a book like you said whatever it looks like that could be far more effective for that individual than sitting down because not everyone is wired the same we literally have different genetics and different dna in us just like a workout or a diet plan not the same one doesn't work for everyone you know it's down it's literally comes down to the individual and what works for you so mm-hmm. don't get don't be too hard on yourself because what your practice doesn't look like somebody else's right right yeah I, I i i don't know exactly where that image necessarily comes from um oh i know i mean in buddhism obviously it's the lowest position meditation that's just a basic example but as you get further into it you see monks and nuns and many uh meditators get in they stop doing that and then they go into their hobbies they go into mm. their writing they go into their gardening they go into their bonsai tree garden and you know whatever right. they go right. into their water paintings they go into whatever else it is and and really the essence is this whatever gets your brain waves to 
stop having that monkey mind thinking about this, thinking about that, thinking about this, thinking about that. When you get into a state where you're not thinking about anything, right. and you completely shut down that ego, monkey mind brain, um, and it's all monkey business, monkey monks, monks, <laughs> yeah. monks, right. monkey business. So right. uh, the, when you when you shut down all of that, then what you do is you tune into that energy field with the creator in us and everybody else and that and it's just like a high frequency and they measured it in science our brain waves go into gamma and gamma from what we know so far is the highest ones that humans can attain and gamma is the frequency where energy healing happens so um so some so what they find and what they're finding more in medical science is that when they study energy healing modalities, different energy healing modalities, and I have a lot on, on the podcast here um, for people to, to investigate if you're looking for energy healing modality to help yourself in different ways. Um, all of them, no matter the form, you can even just be drawing or playing music or sleeping is meditation for some people. Um, it sends out this healing energy throughout the cosmos. And the one thing that's interesting about humans is that we have the ability to heal all of samsara just within our consciousness because we right. can tune into source directly. We don't but, understand how yeah. powerful we are and yeah. the ripple effect that everything we do has. Um, and it's so easy to sit here and talk about all this stuff, right? But like, are we actually applying it? That's what people have to make that's the change because I, we can talk about this every week, but if we're not applying it, um, then nothing's going to change, you know, and mm -hmm. then you're not, you're not even living in integrity. And sometimes I find myself doing that. I'll be preaching something or telling something that I know inside and out, but then I stop and like, where am I applying this in my life? And if I stop and think about it, then I can start to make that change. But Sometimes just because we learned something doesn't mean that we're applying it. And I think people need to understand that. Well, learn, learning something and knowing something are two different things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Applying it out of habit, because that's just who you are, is when you have gone from learning it to making it a part of you. Now right. you are mm -hmm. a consistent expression yeah. Of, of of that knowing like right. you know how to walk you don't need to learn how to walk you just get up and do it yeah okay right. you know you know so that's the knowing yeah. when you get to that knowing it's like oh well, you have mastered that part and you have evolved so um so let so let me ask let me ask you this because this this when you get into higher sentient beings you get into these conversations these transcendental conversations um and so we have the we have the life lessons of the human lives and our melodramas and all the things that distract us and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and we know what we should be doing, but uh, we have our human dramas. Then we have our world dramas. Okay. Now with, when you add in um, higher sentient beings in higher dimensions, then you have the dramas of the galaxies. And then you have the dramas of the different dimensions and it goes all the way up. The, the same solution goes all the way up to right. source. So the solution to all of the, the, the mama dramas of all of existence is to connect to source. And uh, yes. that's it. Just this is a, it's a straight shot. It's simple. It's easy. 
there's nothing complicated, but um, no matter what lifetime we incarnate into, into whatever avatars, into whatever dimension of life lessons and complexities. Um, and of course, if you get higher, you get more, you get more melodramas with technology, with um, more advanced, complicated uh, melodramas with manipulation, deception, etc. It's all the same. It's the same. The Buddhists would say it's the same basic life lessons. You just find a more creative way to make it more complex. Right. Yeah. Same solution. Right. So it's always been the same solution. Just clear yeah. out the clouds. So you know what we always say. We kind of have an inside joke that Earth is the United States of the galaxy. <laughs> where an alien, where alien refugee souls reincarnate into to make right what went wrong. Mm. So, um, so what what are your thoughts when you interview these different disclosure um, guests and they're telling you all the melodramas of the universe? What are your thoughts on that? What's the solution you would give to them? Well, that's a great question because it's very true. Like some people think that like all your problems just disappear in the next dimension or next density, which I don't, I definitely disagree with and make it easier and make it easier, and, but they don't disappear. And yeah. then you're also karmically tied. Like a lot of these ETs who are communicating with us or helping us or groups, angels, whatever, they might be karmically tied to us on some level to where, you know, they can't, evolve unless we evolve or ascend whatever so they mm -hmm. need us to do the work to get the point and finally like snap out of it so that they can move on but there's even in the spiritual realm in the spirit world there's still drama there's and when you hear about the space programs and et like there's it's never perfect actually you never hear about this perfect scenario where everything is just smooth sailing like there's always some sort of turmoil there's always that duality, right? Mm. It doesn't stop here, even though the goal is to get above duality. Um, we hear about that everywhere. So I think that's actually really good to take note of because so many people just think that everything's just going to disappear. All the problems are going to be magically gone as soon as we can like get disclosure or as soon as the sun does something or whatever the case might be. Uh, I just feel like um, it doesn't necessarily disappear, like you said. But it's, it's good to be aware of it so you you don't go in and get your hopes up when you get there. Yeah, yeah. That's a spiritual understanding of how the universe expands. Right. The yes. earth expands. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, consciousness expands. Uh, source yeah. God is always creating new and most excellent adventures for different for souls to incarnate into. Uh, diff, it's always ex self-expressing itself in multiple ways that we can never fathom. And then we get to be the ones to experience all the different facets of its evolving and ever expanding creations. And as its creations grow and um, accelerate their Merkabas or their energy fields into higher and higher levels of existence, in order to graduate to the next level, you must help the one below you. It's the Bodhisattva journey. So even aliens are doing their Bodhisattva journey and learning the basic lessons of Right. unconditional love acceptance forgiveness etc cetera, etc cetera. so let's talk about triggers triggers because your show triggers people like unbelievable <laughs> ways so oh yeah um, oh yes and and 
I I don't have I don't have tolerance for uh, negative comments, so I just delete them. I just like it takes too much energy for me to sit there that. and try to like <laughs> try to 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 you know comment yeah. it, and comment back and comment back. You're so. Feeding into it, you feed into it when you <laughs> right. Engage. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes so it's that not entity working through that person wants to get that rise. They're out of trying you. to bait you into yes. It sucks it's, you off your path. It distracts you. But, yeah, it, I mean, it, we, it, we triggers take people off their bliss instantly yes. all the well, time and there's lessons yep. in triggers and we don't mm. just go like randomly deleting all these comments like if somebody makes a good point but sometimes it's just straight up vulgar and nasty and, and just uncalled trolling and yeah, yeah then it, that's when you so just we're just it. like this yeah. is completely unnecessary and we just but but sometimes ahead. it's just tri- yeah like you said tri- so triggers and I've, I've said this for a while like triggers show you where you you need healing is where you're wounded you have trauma or wounds yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah. uh that's that's where they come from. That's the source. It doesn't just happen. You don't just get triggered for no reason. That doesn't make any sense. There's a reason a certain thing triggers somebody to lash out and want to attack, you know. Um, and it's always a wound that they haven't healed. So your triggers are a blessing in disguise, really. Oh. It's it's showing you it's it's your like it's like an alarm system saying, like, hey, this look to see where this is coming from. There's something here you need to look at to heal. Right. But if you don't, if people aren't aware of that, which most people unfortunately aren't, you know, they just, they just lash out from the triggers and that's just, they think that's just normal behavior and they don't even question it. So what you, what needs to happen is people need to be introspective and be like, why, why did I react that way? Why does this make me feel so angry or triggered when you know, and then they'll find the root cause of it and they can heal it. But yeah, a lot, like you said, we, a lot of our content triggers a lot of people. Um, which which content, which content is the most triggering for people? Like the, your top three or top five oh, man. topics that trigger the most rage in your audience. Like, what are they? That's, well, it's hard because every individual is at a different, different. Place, place in their journey. So even yeah even different like, states of consciousness different trigger different pe- even people, the yeah. most like benevolent positive high vibe episode we've put out we had people unsubscribe from us because of they yeah they were very unhappy with something that person said and instead of dealing with the trigger um, they just lash out and they i'm unsubscribing from this channel a lot of it is religion and politics yeah and flat earth and flat earth yeah which is a religion it's it's a religion i'm sorry uh <laughs> religion is just a belief system yeah right so yeah. you but can people, believe you can believe the sky is blue and that's a religion i mean yeah, it's just right. a belief but, system but people right. people tie their identities to their belief systems and their religions mm. so like like for instance like we'll we've had a lot of like christians start following us because of the more 3d conspiracy kind of stuff or whatever and then we'll start talking about spiritual stuff or ets or stuff that's outside of their box Mm-hmm. Or that their box teaches them is evil or demonic, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. that triggers them. And then they'll lash out. Oh, this is demonic. Oh, this is be bullshit or nonsense and blah, blah, blah. You know, and you just, I know, especially the Christian one, because I used to be that. So I completely understand the mindset because I used to literally be that that guy. Um, and, and because of that, it really helped me understand how programming works and how mm-hmm. belief systems work where... You, your, your whole identity, which is in your ego, so your false identity, the false you that you think is you, 
gets tied into this belief system. And that has to be the ultimate truth because it's, that's your whole foundation right. of what you think and your identity your and not just your identity, your, your, so -based. your life, your family, your surroundings yeah. all depends on that belief system being true. Mm -hmm. So if something threatens that and you're terrified of that, not being true or something if, threatening, that. because it doesn't so. just threaten the individual, it threatens their entire reality and their yes. entire paradigm, their entire reality. But and like, yeah, there's some, some people who literally will like, can't get past the idea that all ets are demons yeah and they are they are so sure or angels themselves. or angels yeah right right or just ets existing in general people no that's you know like um or must be evil if if you're seeing ets or ufos or you know right. interacting with them that that's there's been things i was so certain um, about even a few years ago that i've had to have the humility to self-correct and admit that i was wrong about and that's what people i think everyone needs to uh, take note of that and just be willing to be wrong yes because yeah. you're never gonna grow if you think you already have all the answers yeah 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 we gotta give no ourselves way. the ability to evolve right mm -hmm. and that give means learning space. from yeah. the mistakes or evolving your understanding of something that you once thought maybe had a certain like a uh, ceiling mm -hmm. so yeah. The, the the next question I have we've revolving around identity because these identities are, are are being challenged by these different triggers in the topics that you guys discuss on your show is that um, in Buddhism the, the Nirvana is basically a a state where you release all of existence you're done with the game. Whatever mm -hmm. games you play, whether you're playing yeah. Star Wars or you're playing, you know, Working Mom or you're playing, right, you know, right. the, the the single guy looking for love, whatever games you're playing, however, however magical advanced games you're playing or you're playing in a, in a game of a, a 12th dimensional being doing XXX and whatever it is. So whatever games you're playing within existence, at some point, you're going to give up all of those games all of the lessons that you have um, acquired, all the experience that you've acquired, turn it back to source. And when you get reintegrated with source, because you're just a expression outside that's been separated for a bit to experience the individual expression, and then you get reintegrated kind of back to the core. Mm. When you get reintegrated, you completely release all of your experiences, all your identities and that is really challenging for a lot of people to go back to nirvana. It sounds really, really, it sounds really, really crazy to say, why wouldn't you want to reintegrate back with God? Well, because now you become the creator and as a part of the creator and you release your ego and all that came with it because your ego was a tool for the journey. So, right, yeah. so not a lot of people will return to source. They'll stay within some sort in a higher dimension. Right. Yeah. Really quick before we address that, going back to the triggers, something Aaron always says, and I agree with strongly, is be careful not to mistake your triggers for intuition. And people mm. do that a lot. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. So they think that their intuition is telling them what you're saying isn't true, but it's really their trigger. Mm -hmm. Their trigger is telling them that this information doesn't match my belief system. Mm -hmm. So, yep that 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 is very very crucial to understand because 
Uh, I see that a lot. Like, no, mm-hmm. my intuition tells me that this guy is completely wrong, even though it's not their intuition. Their their belief is just threatened, and it's a mm-hmm. trigger because they have the emotions. But the emotions aren't. It, you gotta you gotta understand where the emotions are coming from. Is this coming from an unhealed place? Trigger in this lifetime or a previous this, lifetime? Yeah, any, or a past life thing yeah. could be too as well. Um, or is this emotion? Is this my intuition? Uh, telling me, you know, this is a red flag, this is, or this is really good. Um, well, it, you know, and then intuition and triggers have a different feeling. And that's, yeah. that goes back to knowing yourself and knowing, knowing how yourself. to determine what is what. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Going back to why some people may never achieve, re, uh, go back to source. Yeah. Uh, so I have a theory, and I, I guess a lot of people don't agree with it. I first, why are we time. so addicted to the game? That's the question. Yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Yes. Um. That's a good. That's a great question. That's a good question. I mean, why? Oh, well, we let, let, well, let me ask you this. That's all we know. Uh, that's all. Yeah. That's is it all we know? Because well, we no, came but from that's the, all we, we think, came from the source to play that's the all game. We think, that's all we think we know, and it's scary. I don't care who you are. It's scary to imagine what what your life experience would be like outside of that game, because because mm. we really don't understand. We have concepts of it, but have we been there, done that? Yes, but we don't have memory of that yet. It's there. Um, so it's not that you're addicted. It's more of a fear-based thing. I think that you, you're just kind of scared of that unknown. You don't know who you are. You get, you, you're gaining, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to um, be fulfilled from external things. I would say, because you're not connected to source, you're not connected to your true self. So you don't have that peace. And that's that um, you're, you're not satisfied. You, you constantly, you're like a crack addict. You constantly have to, you know, have more and more and more external experiences and external things to be, but you, but it's never enough. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. that's what addiction is. You know, it's never enough. You got to constantly. Um, everything is never enough yeah yeah and then your 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 dopamine hits you have to get do more and more just to get the same you know yeah things uh i mean it works in all levels of society that's why everyone wants a bigger tv a better car this is that like it's never it's never enough it's never enough people chase money and and material things yeah like because yeah. you, you think you're going to be fulfilled from those things and then you never are, but, but you think the truth, you're addicted to, in my like, opinion, the truest fulfillment is shedding all that stuff, letting that mm-hmm. stuff go, minimalizing everything you own, get rid of all that overhead shit. That's just cluttering your consciousness that stops you from being able to connect with yourself because you have so much overhead on so much stuff on your mind. But some of these people have these jobs that they've, you know, they make a good living and they have this huge house. They have, four cars they have a boat they have a condo they have a, a lake house they have all these bo- these things which they rarely they- spend all their time at any one of those properties yeah, right. yeah all, all exactly. these things that society yeah. tells someone else that person has made it that person is like successful status symbol it, right yeah. exactly but there is no way you can live a healthy lifestyle owning all that stuff yeah that's and, just- and and managing all of it because- it'll never fulfill you Either. Right. And that's what yeah. a lot of people get to that place and they realize like, I'm still not happy. Why am I still yeah. not happy? What's the I'm, lesson well, there? Because you think you think you are your false ego that that is inflated. The ego loves to have all these things as a status symbol and that it's all this false sense of 
importance and self-worth, but you really don't have a true sense of who you are and connection to source and, and each, spiritual. And connection. each one of those belongings is a distraction. Yes, exactly. So you, instead of having the space to even work on yourself or do any inner work, you have to go pay taxes on this vehicle. You have to go maintain this, more problems, this boat. You have to go distractions, change, yeah. cut the grass at this property. You have constantly, your schedule is filled, maintaining all of these belongings that you don't mm-hmm. even need. Siphoning your energy. Now, I'm not yeah. saying like owning a boat and going on a boat ride isn't amazing. And we're not saying material yeah. things are bad in and of themselves by any means. Mm-hmm. There's a balance, right? right. Balance. Yeah, but yes. But, the, but you have to realize you have to, the most important thing is to is self knowledge and self connected right. to source and because that's your true self that's your soul you know but when you're completely disconnected from your soul is the way i like to look at it and then you all you have is your ego and that's who you think you are and that's that's in living in fear because the ego is terrified to not feel important to not right. have things to not you know every time feel secure in right. those ways every time right. i get something but none of that is who you are every so time I, I get rid of something and minimalize what i own it feels good it feels better than yeah. purchasing something new that i know i don't need it feels good to clear out your space uh because let's face it we all own shit we don't need you know yeah yeah you make room for something to appear that's better that right. maybe yeah. you never thought of never never thought of exactly. you know um yes. So I do quantum hypnosis as one of the nice. modalities to help remote and in person um, to if I need to use that for uh, as a modality for a client to kind of help unlock um, some hidden triggers or experiences that they're they're repeating in this life or that they're working through in this lifetime. Um, a lot of my clients are what you would call star seeds or toku. They've had different lifetimes in different um, dimensions, realities, et cetera, planets, et cetera. And then I talk to their alien collective through the client under hypnosis, and they completely change voice, change mannerism, whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've found that's a common, because the Earth is the United States of refugee alien souls. So, right. um, but, yeah. but anyways, one of the things that I have come I've been doing this since 20, 2012, uh, the quantum hypnosis. And the thing that I find consistently, because that's all I ever get, because in the in when in my current existence in the spirit world, I'm a pre-life planner. So I help souls pre-plan some of the basic things that they want to experience, kind of like a travel agent. And I always say, you don't have to learn the lessons through pain and suffering. You can learn the same lessons through joy and love through fun experiences. It doesn't have to, to be the hard knocks all the time. You don't have to beat yourself up to learn the same lessons, but okay, um, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. work with it. You have your options, you pick out, you pick out what you right. want, what, what some of the hard things that you have to experience and then leave a lot of space for some creative problem solving along the way. But the thing that I find when I'm talking to these different alien collectives or alien family members of these different souls is is just kind of like when when you are a parent and you're disheartened by your child making uh, a tough life lesson or going through a tough experience in learning um they have the same thing for us in like god why they don't never learn why don't they ever learn this so they 
very much like um, like a big brother or big sister. They feel a lot of disenchantment and um, a little bit of sadness and sorrow for how long it takes for us to learn our lessons as a as a species. And so it's the same lessons. It's the same basic lessons going all the way up. And when I talk to them, I pretty much reiterate, what's the lesson that you're learning in this? Mm-hmm. The lesson is unconditional love. If you love someone, you are going to allow them the space with support on the sidelines, of course, but allow them the space to learn and grow through their process and through their experiences, no matter how hard they create for themselves to learn it that way. You can guide them, you can support them, you can help them along the way, but it's still their journey. And it's the same thing that you tell the kids. It's the same advice that you give to your best friends when they're going through tough life lessons. These alien collectives are learning the same thing on a galactic level. It's the same life lesson and it's always a spiritual solution. And so they're always like, so hard. So even at these higher dimensions, they're going through what in Buddhism calls the Bodhisattva journey, okay? To stay behind not going necessarily into nirvana, but stay behind in samsara, in some aspect of samsara to help everyone level up and then we all go right. um, together. So, um, you know, what do you say on people who are like, well, I really, I like the UFO alien stuff and the spirituality stuff, but they shouldn't blend. Like, don't mix it together. What do you say to those people who don't like that you're mixing spirituality and the alien information together? Uh, Sorry, but it's all connected. Like that's the reality. Right. It's all connected. Um, I'd say, I tell them, I said, you know, you'll get there. I Mm. mean, because there's no way that they can't, they, they coexist whether you like it or not. Yeah. And then that's, again, the reason someone has a problem with that is because it threatens something that they believe in. Yeah. And Mm it's that i'd be like have you read the vedas with the vimanas and the flying like have, right every ancient text basically has craft described in it and et's described yeah like, clearly it's like it's this is not just a some like box that they oh this is this one thing well, you know some people are into or whatever it's like no it's this is a reality that that's why it shows up everywhere that's why the it's main, just a reality and it's the main thing is is you can't you said what would you tell them actually you can't tell them because yeah. people, some people have to learn on their own. Yeah. I mean, you can present plant them, seeds. you can mm-hmm. plant a seed or present them with a concept mm-hmm. or put out a podcast and let them find their way to that information. But it's actually not our job to wake someone up to that. It's right. their own journey to experience that. Because if you hand somebody all the keys to the kingdom and all the answers, uh, they're they're going to take it for granted, right? And they're not going to... And they're going to learn the lesson. They're not going to learn the lesson. Yeah. You have it's going to be a repeat of La, right. La Mary and Atlantis. Right, yep. exactly. Exactly. It's just like you can drive around a rental car and you're not worried about beating it up because it's not your car. But as soon as it's your car, you're taking care of it because you earned it, you achieved it, you worked to get there, you worked to own that thing. And it's the same way with information and understanding. If you mm-hmm. went through the turmoil, you went down that hard road to learn that lesson and figure out whatever it was that you needed to figure out, that means a lot more than somebody just sitting there trying to tell you that you're wrong. You have mm-hmm. to, and it, you, mm-hmm. you, it just won't land. That's why uh, some information that came through one of Dolores Cannon's sessions in one of her books, uh, one of the ETs was like, 
she actually specifically asked asked if there was a better way like why do humans um always choose the hard road and like well we've tried to show them we've tried to help them and make it easy but for some reason you humans like to learn the hard way and that's stubborn right yeah. exactly <laughs> so we we let the we let you learn the hard way and we you know we don't interfere that way yeah yeah the galaxy also learns the hard way sometimes too right mm-hmm. so everybody's learning the hard way in different levels right yes and i think sometimes that's the only way especially at our level of consciousness, you know, you're just like your parent can tell you growing up, um, do, you know, don't do this. Don't do this. A million times. A million times. (laughs) And you, you've heard it, you've heard it, but you don't apply it until you're an adult 30 years later. So you do the thing and then you go, Oh, now Uh I really get why I shouldn't have done this. And a parent telling you to do something a certain way is no different than let's just say an ET trying to give you the sign Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you're going down the wrong path. Hey, don't do this. Don't do this. Well, guess what? You're going to go do it and learn the hard way. And then it's going to make sense. But then, But then it makes mm-hmm. sense enough for you to pass that along. Now, if you didn't learn that lesson, you would have never passed that advice down to your offspring. So right, it's a right. cycle. It's a cycle. And unfortunately, coming here with amnesia, it seems like an end, never ending cycle, but not really because the baseline is changing. I think more and more higher dimensional beings are beginning to incarnate. These kids now are coming here with memories and abilities that we didn't have. And it's changing. Yeah. It's tangible evidence that things are shifting and it's only going to keep getting better, I think. Right, right. Um, the, 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 the concept in Buddhism is you can, you can incarnate with some family or some experience that matches your frequency. So if these higher mm-hmm. dimensional kids are coming in and incarnating as humans, that means Earth is raising your frequency as so is humanity. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's it it because it, it that's just basic science. You know. So, um, I mean, I love these conversations. We can go on and on and on about about them. But let me ask you this. So, for me, I can see myself and my kids evolve to interview interdimensional beings about how they co-create with God, how they overcome spiritual challenges, how they refine their six senses, how they navigate the multiverse and travel time travel using consciousness technology and on and on and on. So I can see myself doing this until basically I'm, t- I'm too old to podcast. Is this a lifelong interest for both of you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know. Absolutely. I never thought I would, we would be podcasting. I never thought this is something no. I would be doing, but. No. Um, You're going to be doing this on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Here's the thing. That would be amazing. Like, I hope so. Here's the thing people don't understand. We get all this amazing feedback from people like, oh my God, you've helped mm-hmm. me so much. Um, you have no idea what your podcast has done for me. And we're like, really? Like we're just sitting here having yeah, a conversation. It's, but yeah. the other way around, they have no idea how much the podcast has helped us. Mm, and these yeah. com- we learn just as much from these conversations and from our guests as the audience does, if oh, not yeah. more. If not more. And it's actually a bit more challenging when you do have to conduct these interviews and and you're almost forced to apply some of this stuff in a way where some people don't have to because they're just you know living their lives. But um, there's a responsibility that comes with this. And it's a major, major lesson. And it's been this incredible healing journey. And it's, it's not forced me, but it's, it's put us, it's put, I'm, I could speak for both of us. It's put yeah. us on this path to where now we're doing all of these things that we would have never done otherwise. 
and we're growing exponentially mm-hmm. and we have no plans on stopping. It's very, it's a passion. It's very satisfying um, doing this. It doesn't feel like work at all. Like it's fun. Yeah. I never, I never dread, even when this is how I know we're meant to do this. Even when I'm having the worst day and I don't feel like doing it or something's going on and I just pick myself up, do a clearing. We, we have the interview with the episode. Once you get going, once you get going, yeah. you, you forget about anything you were worried about. If you were tired, you're not tired. Like the energy that comes from having these high vibe, amazing conversations is so healing and it's so transformational. By the time you're done with the end of that episode, you're actually buzzing and you've turned your whole every day time. around. You've exactly every, yeah, like time. every time you've heard, you've yeah. turned your whole day around now just by having this conversation. And it's like doing that every week, twice a week is absolutely crucial to the journey, to our yeah. journey. And, uh, yeah. I don't have any plans on stopping and wherever we're going on this planet we're here for it and let's discuss it and let's have these conversations let's have a conversation about our evolving humanity yeah Yeah. um what about balance 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 guys how do you balance jobs girlfriends work (laughs) podcasting whatever i know what i do if you want to take i just go first yeah Um, here's what i i notice uh, and nothing against any other influencer podcast or anything um it can, can be life consuming. Some people mm-hmm. become, mm-hmm. become this podcaster. They are so, I mean, they're doing like, inc- like insane amount of like episodes every day, every day, <laughs> yeah. every, like mm-hmm. every other day. And they're constantly on every social media platform posting. Like, I, like, mm-hmm. I don't even, I see some of these people posting all day long. I'm like, well, okay, where, like what does your life time. look like outside yeah. of the internet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we do one episode a week because in between then, first of all, we're respecting ourselves. We're giving ourselves time to research our next guest, to, to be familiar with the topic at hand. At the same time, we get to go out in nature and live our lives and experience life the way it's meant to be experienced, not through a screen. So yeah. we can, we've mm-hmm. had so many opportunities to expand and grow and be on all these platforms. And But what, that would require us to be on the screen, on the computer, two, three, four times as much mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm. this massive thing. And we don't want that. Like, there's got to be a balance. Like, go, like, some of these people, I just want to say, like, you need to go outside. Like, <laughs> like, you can just see some of these people. And that's how they end up getting caught up in the drama, in the infighting, because there's no balance. Their life, their world exists in their computer. And they don't, they're not if they were living a healthy lifestyle i don't think you would be getting sucked into that drama because you're doing things that are fulfilling you and an unfulfilled person is only going to get there and argue with people get online so you have to find that balance and don't Mm -hmm. overstress your schedule that's what i Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. don't force yourself to to do things you don't want to do and like if if you don't want to make a video every day or whatever but you think you have to for whatever, you know, but, I, but, or you are, you're trying to make it or get popular, which, you know, I would say you need to question, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. In the the intention might not be so integrous. Yeah. And case. I think that's a lot of reason why people do overwork themselves and get out of balance is because their intention in the first place is off and they need to go back to the drawing board, you know, and be like, why am I struggling? Am I really do like, 
being fulfilled by doing this or doing this this much you know you, you got to like listen to your internal you know guidance system on it and like yeah. if you don't feel like and you know I, I i don't know if you've heard of phil good I, he's a he's a guy in the community that i follow and i he just got a ton of wisdom just a ton of wisdom and like he's always saying if you don't feel like doing something he's like don't then do don't it. do it right. <laughs> like there's no reason you have to force yourself to do it you're not obligated to do you know and if you do if you feel like doing something but it's outside of your normal routine or it's or for whatever reason you don't think it's something you're supposed to be doing he's like no listen to your internal guidance system and if if that's what feels the best and most aligned to you in that moment do that thing right. and then and then just keep following that and that's when you get in the flow state and that's when you're connected to your soul and source and that's when the magic happens in your life when you follow that flow state and then that's it's kind of like how this podcast happened it's just like right it's like you know we just flowed with it and not had like right well know. and don't like i said earlier don't overstress your schedule because yeah. it's like even it, it, it's always easy it's always we're always capable of putting out one episode a week that's easy we don't we don't mm. set the bar too high for ourselves yeah and plus like there's so many things out there for people to listen to anyway like mm-hmm. why would you overload the audience with all of this content that they can't even keep up with mm-hmm. yeah they gotta process it's like right. binge watching movies right. you need to process the last episode a little bit so exactly. and yeah yeah so finding exactly. that like just don't create an unnecessary schedule for yourself yeah mm-hmm. and it's you can if you just set the bar low and then one one episode a week and then when you're feeling good you have the energy all of a sudden you have time hey let's do an extra episode this week why not Mm. and then Mm. but and you can put the proper energy into it and that's why like this is not even a source of income for us because we don't want to have to do the podcast to rely on making a living this has got to remain a passion project when you start doing when you feel because you feel like you have to do it it's mm-hmm. lost everything that it was meant to be which is like yeah. most people's nine to five jobs right it's like you oh i have to do this to make money and it's a right. job and it's like, just, if it gets to that point you're yeah you're just phoning you it in and you're not even everything yeah people, yeah you're just yeah. phoning and you're not putting your heart into it it's right. and that rubs off onto the, the content itself and then you know people can feel that and, right so yeah, it's all connected, you know, it's all connected and listen, listen to your internal guidance system. Don't, you can tell when, you know, you're out of balance, you can tell, you can feel it and it mm-hmm. affects your life and affects people around you. So, uh, just be every day. And that's why meditation is so important because it kind of helps you recalibrate and come back to yourself and, and have that sensitivity to, mm-hmm. you know, um, to things. Right. Just making yeah. sure even if you're not meditating in the ideal fashion just stopping to calm yeah. your mind stopping to calm your mind whatever it is taking get some out deep nature breaths. yeah get in nature yeah that's the key yeah. thing i love it well is there a last message that you want for people who for all people a last message uh don't forget to have fun i thought you were gonna say subscribe oh yeah don't forget to subscribe subscribe. that's his last message that that also yeah Yeah, that too please go subscribe to our podcast um yes we don't even tell people to do that if you're compelled and you feel drawn to subscribe go ahead if not it doesn't matter but yeah um no seriously don't forget to have fun because 
that some people start taking this spiritual journey so seriously, they forget what it means to even be happy or to have fun because they mm -hmm. think they're constantly uh, behind, it, mm -hmm. you know, but really you're not like just being present is exactly where you're supposed to be. Stop yeah. worrying about the future. That's the definition of anxiety and just be grateful for the little things. Like when I'm having a bad going through a dark spot, a rough patch, I'm like, I start becoming grateful for like having a bed and a cover to sleep under and like being warm or night, whatever, little things like that, that I know a lot of people don't get to appreciate. So, and then that puts things back in their perspective, but mainly just don't forget to have fun. Yeah, that's good. You know, gratitude does release the brain waves into gamma, which is that meditative yes. connected energy healing frequency of source. So gratitude is a simple exercise to get into those brain waves um you know tyler and aaron i really much enjoyed the time that we had today you can subscribe to their journey to truth podcast on youtube and many other many other podcast sites on the internet by searching for journey to truth podcast so with that thank you kindly for listening to another enlightening conversation until next time blessings thank you so much this was a lot of fun thank you so much yes thank you Amazing. we hope you enjoyed this episode of merkaba chakras where we talk buddhism in the fifth dimension for more information about today's guest please go to the show description for more information about vaughn's metaphysical work please go to merkabachakras.com the views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.